Biblical Counseling Journeys on this edition of Truth and Love. Listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. Today, I'm excited to have with us Matthew Statler. He's been the teaching elder at Sierra Vista Baptist Church since September 1st of 2019. He was raised in Senegal, Africa. His parents were missionaries supported by Sierra Vista Baptist Church, and he was exposed to the gospel early in life. God drew him at a very early age, and he committed his life to Christ. He attended a missionary kids' school in the capital city of Dakar, and he graduated from there in 2003. He joined the Army as a cavalry scout and deployed to Iraq for four tours. Eventually, he was medically retired from the Army after 10 years. His education, he has a a degree in Christian ministry from University of Mary Hardin-Baylor, a degree from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and MDiv. Uh, He's certified with ACBC since 2020. He currently serves as the pastor of Sierra Vista Baptist Church, teaches 12th grade Koine and apologetics at a local classical Christian school. He's a mentor for the Mighty Oaks Warriors program and co-director of Sierra Vista Biblical Counseling and Training Center. He's been married to Jessica for 12 years, and they are blessed with four children, Edward, Silas, Charlotte, and Samuel. Matthew, I'm so grateful that you're here to talk to me today. This is a new thing that we're doing, and you get to bat lead off, and I'm really excited about your story. I've heard bits and pieces of that. I'm excited about the things that we're going to learn today. This is an opportunity for us to hear stories in biblical counseling, how the Lord brought you to biblical counseling, and how the Lord may have used biblical counseling in your own life. And I'm really looking forward to that time. So, brother, thank you for being here. Grateful for your service at your church and then also at uh, the ACBC Training Center. And so I look forward to getting into this. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Now, as we start this off, I I want you to describe, uh, we've given a little bit of background and history of your life, but that's like 50,000 foot view of of sort of the trajectory of your life. There are a lot more details, certainly, in your life. I want you to talk a little bit about what your life was like before biblical counseling. What were things like in Matthew Statler's life? Yeah, I, I really appreciate the the background, you know, growing up in, in a good Christian home, a solid foundation of the gospel. But I think a lot of it started uh, when I joined the Army in 2003, deployed to Iraq. My dad died on my first deployment. He died of cancer uh, that he had gotten from from the uh, peanuts, the, the way they processed the peanuts in West Africa. And so he died while I was deployed. And, and that began a, a sort of a spiral for me where I began to self-medicate with alcohol, becoming very angry. It was a, an intense time. That was uh, in o- early 04 to 05. That was uh, the battle for Fallujah was going on and we were supporting that. And then again, in 06 to 08, we were in Baghdad during the surge. And then nine to 10 was pretty calm. And then 11 to 12, we we shut down Iraq. And so there's a lot of factors combined, but I began to deal with all that war experience, the loss of my my dad, just through the same ways that my leadership dealt with it, right? So I looked at my leaders, what did they do when they got back? Well, they got drunk and they pursued women and basically just lived sinful, uh, selfish lives. And so I, I followed suit and did the same thing. And uh, that made me very successful in the army for some reason. 
So my military career was was excellent. I uh, I made E seven in seven years, and was promoted very quickly. But my home life was just a, a mess. I bore the fruit of it and really began to become a very difficult person to be around. I was very suicidal, many times placing a, a pistol in my mouth and, and and really wanting to end it. Drunk most of the time, I would get off work and get drunk. I'd try to I'd show up to work drunk, and that was okay for a uh, E7 during wartime. My wife ended up telling me that I really needed to get help after a particularly terrible incident of drunkenness. So I went to the Army doctor. He diagnosed me with PTSD, with depression, anxiety disorder, suicidal ideations, alcoholism, and then the cherry on top was bipolar disorder. He also diagnosed several other guys in my unit with with bipolar. So I don't know if he was just seeking to help get people out or what what his plan was, but that bipolar disorder or diagnosis was what started my medical retirement. So I went through the army process and, and man, I was like, I'm dedicated to getting better. I wanted to get well. So I did it. I did whatever they told me. They said, hey, there's there's goat yoga at three o'clock. I was there. They said acupuncture. I'm there. They said EMDR. I said, give it to me, whatever it is. I did all the exposure therapies. I remember them hooking electrodes up to my brain or my head and and put me to a computer and they put all this like music. And then they said, "Okay, this is called brain spotting. And I said, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to do it. And I just man, I just I. I bought it. Whatever they were selling me, I had CBT uh, with a therapist. They loaded me up on medication. I was on four or five different meds at at the same time. And over this long period of time, I just was getting worse. I was becoming more self-centered. No one could understand, quote unquote, right? No one's done what I've been through or knows what I've been through. I became this disgruntled veteran, right? You ever see those guys that like to wear the shirt, don't talk to me, but then they make a big show of who they are. Uh, that was me, right? I was given all the excuses I needed to ignore my family. We had two young kids at the time and I didn't have to change diapers because she didn't know what I've been through. I didn't go to the store, go shopping because I was isolating, right? The we, scripture tells us he who uh, isolates um, is selfish, seeks his own desires. And that was me, right? And so I I basically bought into this, this world, and that's where it started was I was I bought into the the labels and began to try to get better, but it was not working. Well, so in all of this, I a couple of questions that man just piqued my curiosity. So you were obviously married at this time. Were you involved in church or uh, were you professing faith in the Lord Jesus at that time, or what was going on spiritually in your life at that time? Yeah, so when I got married, one, before we got married, I, I asked her if she was a believer. That I, that was important to me. But with all the military deployments, I never established myself in any local body of believers. You know, I brought a Bible with me on deployment. Would look at it occasionally. Maybe there was some some anger towards God with for the loss of my dad or or something there, but I really did not seek help and hope from where I should have in the scriptures. We did go to a church, my wife and I, and couldn't really get plugged in. Uh, we joined their their military spouse group, and then I deployed right away. And then their husbands were all coming back, and my wife was just like, "This isn't." 
this isn't helping because they were all coming back and she was alone. And so she didn't really feel plugged in there. So yeah, we were not attached to a local body. We didn't have good Christian fellowship. Um, I would, if you had asked me, I probably would have said I was a, a believer, but I was definitely not exhibiting any of the fruit of belief. Now, you mentioned you did all these different therapies, all the things that the, the military was requesting of you to do and seemed eager to do that. I want to hear a little bit about how long maybe you were involved in in, uh, in that pursuit of therapy and then talk about how you were exposed initially to biblical counseling and then what drove you to seek that out? Because that seems quite outside of, uh, of the military um, protocol, right? And so uh, just interested in, in how that came about from the therapy that you were involved in. Yeah, so I went to mental health is what they called it. Basically, when my dad died, I went. And then I was in and out of some of their different programs throughout my time in the military. So, you know, over the period of eight to nine years, uh, I really began to to jump into it in 2012 is really when that started going through that. And it, probably until about 2014, 15 is how long I was in. So about four or five years of these various therapies. When I got out of the Army, they put me in at, at the VA and the VA was the ones that were working with you. So I had a psychiatrist and a, and a therapist and uh, both of them worked with me for about a, a couple years specifically with just a, a particular one. So when I got medically retired, I, I went to college and began to pursue a degree in exercise science. You know, I was, what do I do now? How do I support my family now that I'm no longer in the military? It was a Christian school. So they required old Testament and new Testament survey classes. So I'm, I'm being exposed to scripture again and even though I didn't like consciously choose to stop believing or, or following the faith that I, I, I feel like I was saved at that time and had lapsed, but it just hasn't been, wasn't as real to me with the problems that, that I had been going through. Uh, I also began, so I had to read the Bible for class. And then I ended up picking up a book by a guy named Tim Keller on prayer. And he had daily set office hours for prayer going through the Psalms. Uh, in particular, Psalm 95, and I began to uh, to read Psalm 95 daily. Uh, began to pray through the scriptures, and as I was reading into the Psalms, I realized that this guy David had gone through the same things that I had been going through, and the way he was ex what he was experiencing, I could relate to. So I started doing my own Psalms, um, following the same pattern that David has of crying out and and lodging his complaint and. Uh, expressing the concerns and issues and then trusting in God. And so as I was doing that, the Lord just began to bring just massive conviction on me. I uh, began to repent, confess to my wife, put on, put off. That that process began to happen. I, I really began to change. My wife sees it, and then we end up joining a local church in the area, and I just start looking for ways to serve. And so I joined the the prayer meeting and I served in the parking lot and that, you know, that was my speed. And so I, I just served for over a year. This whole uh, process began to take uh, take shape in my life where the scriptures were were dealing with my soul in ways that the medication, um, the therapies just couldn't do and wouldn't do. And this ended up leading me to 
to feel a call to ministry. And I uh, switched my degree plan to Christian ministry. And that's where things just took off for me. I started really growing in the word. I started doing youth ministry. And then I branched out and started doing some military ministry because God's word helped me. I wanted to help others. And so that process, um, I started seeing how the Psalms affected the veterans that I was working with. I met a Marine veteran and him and I, we just became best friends. You know, it's kind of one of those situations you're sitting in college with a bunch of young people and there's two guys with tattoos and dogs, right? And we look at each other from across the room and we become best friends. And uh, he introduced me to Mighty Oaks. We uh, went through there, got in and Mighty Oaks is really what exposed us to true biblical counseling in uh, in the form of ACBC. But then we both ended up going to Southern and we saw that they had a biblical counseling program. That's why we wanted to go. That's how uh, it all started for us as uh, in the in the realm of biblical counseling and then serving veterans with Mighty Oaks. Now, in just a second, I want to hear more about your experience, particularly in biblical counseling and how it impacted your life. But before that, I, I want you to talk maybe just a second about Mighty Oaks. And, and uh, some of our listeners may have heard of Mighty Oaks. Maybe they haven't. But just describe a little bit of, uh, of this particular program, especially since it's such a part of your story. Yeah, so Mighty Oaks is a, is a faith-based peer-to-peer program. It's, uh, it's really phenomenal how they've, it's all come together, but there's multiple locations. Uh, guys will come out there for about a week, and they'll get peer counseling, lessons on, um, on the faith, how to deal with a lot of the struggles that they're going through from a biblical perspective. My, my job is to do the aftercare and also any kind of um, intense counseling that's required, crisis counseling that's required uh, there in the program. Uh, but man, we just, we've seen such a massive success rate through the guys coming. They, a lot of them come through referrals and various other issues. They come in with all the, the, the major things. We've got guys that, that come in and say, if this doesn't work, I'm going to kill myself kind of mentality. It's like the last the last step for them. And we just see lives surrender to the gospel and, and it's just amazing to watch. And we're talking about like current military personnel or, or vets. Is that, that really the, the folks we're talking about here? Yeah. So, so current military first responders and veterans, they are all invited to this program completely paid for. They fly them out there and it's all donor based and it's just, it's, it's phenomenal. Now, talk specifically about your your experience in biblical counseling, and I want us to keep in mind what your history had been, particularly in therapy, and now here you are exposed to biblical counseling, uh, quite radically different approach for sure, and then, and then how did biblical counseling impact your life, Matt? Yeah, so when the Bible did for me what secular therapies and medication and, and all these various modalities did not do... I became more and more convinced of the sufficiency of scripture for the for the care of souls. And as I was studying biblical counseling and doing biblical counseling with uh, veterans, I just I realized well, how badly I think it's neglected in this area of care in the trauma type, the intense suffering that that men uh, and then eventually, as I've been counseling uh, women as well, have gone through uh, in their lives. And uh, I would say not only was it impactful for me personally, but as a pastor in, in church revitalization here in Arizona, I mean, I'm counseling every week and 
we are just seeing lives transformed in ways that we could never hope. So for me, it's just, it's one of those things where it's a, a force multiplier in my life. It's, I would say it's the, the foundation of all my ministry at this point. So I could go on and on about it, but, but that's the essence of it. Talk for just a second. If, if Jessica were here with us, Jessica, your wife, and she were to describe Matt as he's going through biblical counseling, uh, I just think that would be an interesting perspective and, and maybe from her perspective, what she saw and maybe some of the difference uh, that she saw in, in her husband, who she walked through this whole story with, what, what would she say was your experience and how it impacted your life as a man? Well, I will, I will tell you that she is a, a very amazing woman to have put up with me for as much as, as long as she did. It was it was hard years when we were early married. I was very angry. I had a temper, of course, drunkenness, selfishness. And, um, you know, she has mentioned it often. What an amazing 180 my life has shown. I, I think she was more afraid for me than she was of me. But there was just this reality that we were living with a grenade that had the pin pulled. Right. It was just a matter of time before shrapnel started hitting everything around us. And with her, I would say that she and she's mentioned this you know, many times how it, it, it was a work of God in my life. You know, she was supportive the whole way through. If I wanted to get whatever the therapies were, she was like, go get it, get help. You need to get better. And then she saw what the gospel did. And, and really that has strengthened her. She's. Uh, she's grown in the Lord, and and, and she's a hundred percent in the sufficiency of Scripture. She's started going through ACBC training as well, and and she would like to to do some of that. I think once our kids are a little bit older and uh, we have a little bit more breathing breathing room. Yeah, you guys are in the thick of it now, Matt. Listen, I I want to continue this conversation, and, and I want to get to a place where we hear a little bit more about why you're now so involved in biblical counseling ministry, and I think that's a part of the testimony that the Lord has given to you. We've run out of time today, but I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, revisiting with us next week. And I want to continue this story and talk a little bit more about your involvement in biblical counseling now and how the Lord has uh, changed your life and what He's doing uh, to use you for others uh, to experience biblical counseling now. So thank you so much for this particular time, but I want to make sure we, we continue this conversation next week. listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. I'm so grateful for Matt and his story. And we're going to start doing a series on these particular journeys. I can't wait to hear some of your biblical counseling journeys. And it's always fun to hear how the Lord brought particular people along in their life and brought them to biblical counseling and their particular conviction. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Now, I want to talk to you for just a second about monthly partnership. Each week, we reach thousands of listeners just like you to this podcast. You know, our podcast is actually our most sought-after resource where we help people apply the truths of God's Word to the problems that people face. The podcast is also a platform for us to make people aware of current issues in counseling and to tell stories of God's grace in the lives of people who have been transformed by God's Word. Today, actually, you heard one of our new podcast series, Journeys to Biblical Counseling, where we highlight how God has changed lives by His Spirit through the ministry of the Word. 
If you're listening today and you've benefited from the Truth and Love podcast, let me ask you to consider becoming a monthly partner with us here at ACBC. Our monthly partners help us produce biblical resources like this and many others for the sake of the church to do the ministry of soul care. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at ACBC, uh, you can simply go down to the show notes, click on the link that says partner with us, and it'll take you to a place that you can partner with us. We also want to make you aware that you can go to our website at any point in time, as you know, biblicalcounseling.com backslash donate, and you can become a monthly partner. So I want to encourage you, be a part of what the Lord is doing as this podcast grows. Encourage those who are listening and join with us in the things that God is doing. Go to biblicalcounseling.com.